Hello and welcome to Relationship Talk, the podcast hosted by Teresha Young, Relationship Master Coach. Now, each episode, we bring you an inspiring guest to help you find a deeper understanding of yourself, to set yourself up for dating, relationship, self-love and self-empowerment success. So enjoy, take notes and get ready to apply all key messages you learn today. Hello and welcome to Real Relationship Talk, the podcast hosted by yours truly, Teresha Young, Relationship Master Coach, where we have open, non-judgmental, heart-to-heart conversations about love, self-love, self-care, dating and relationships. And for this week's episode, I am being joined by the amazing Alessia Chaco. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Teresa. Thank you. I'm uh, very happy to be here today and thank you for inviting me. It's such an honor to be here. And I really love the work that you're doing and you know, like uh, people you're interviewing, there is so much information and it's so valuable, you know, what you're sharing with the people. So really, really love it. Thank oh. you for, for having me over. Oh, here. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alessia, because I'm just going to share with the listeners a bit more about who you are and what you're doing. And it's such an honour and privilege to have you. And thank you for your kind words. Thank you. So Alessia is a certified neurographical instructor and coach from the Institute of Psychology of Art. Her journey into neurographical began when she faced the frustration of several failed relationships, unfulfilling work and a complete disconnection from her inner self. She found herself at a point of uncertainty searching for a way to escape from an unsatisfying life. It was during this pivotal moment that she encountered Neurographica and experienced a profound shift that would alter the course of her life. Neurographica isn't just an art, it's a transformative method, blending creativity, various schools of psychology and mindfulness. It helps her discover her true passions and potential, leading her to a joyful, authentic life. Her own experiences have inspired her to help people who, like her former self, feel trapped in a cycle of frustration and longing. It is her heartfelt belief that everyone deserves the opportunity to discover their authentic selves and find clarity in life, which is why she's committed to empowering individuals in their quest for clarity, purpose and a strong self-connection enabling them to unlock limitless possibilities and achieve any goal they desire. Whether it's relationships, career, finances, health, wealth or personal growth, she invites you to join her on the transformative journey towards self-discovery, self-belief and purpose. Wow, Alessia. That is such a wonderful (laughs) introduction and it really sounds like you've had a journey. So for everybody who is tapped into this conversation today, please, can you share a bit more about your life that led you to doing the great work that you do now? Uh, Sure, Uh, sure, I will do that. And thank you for introducing me. (laughs) And uh, yeah, like, you know, like, I think like all of us, you know, yeah, I've had my own journey that led me to what I do right now. And uh, um, what I didn't uh, mention, uh, you know, like in that introduction is that 
Actually, I have a background from uh, from finance and accounting, and you know, like I worked for big corporations, uh, you know, for many years, and um, I had uh, you know very uh, good jobs, you know, like you know, well paid, you know, like I um, yeah, I could afford, you know, like uh, things in life I wanted to have, you know, like it's uh, you know, like everything. Except yeah. for one thing, you know, I was very unhappy with what I did. You know, like I, it gave me no joy, absolutely no joy whatsoever in life. And, uh, you know, when I would speak about those things with my friends or my family, so like I, I would be hearing, you know, those things. Uh, like I think, you know, most of us here, yeah, like, you know, but you are so lucky. You have so many things in life, you know, like you, you have a good job, you know, like you have like things you need, you can afford to buy things, you can afford travels, you know, like everything. What are you complaining about? You know, like all people live, like a lot of people live like that. And, you know, there are so many people who would be like, uh, who would like to live the life you live. So like, what's the problem? And I felt like, you know, uh, that uh, there was like with, with the very close people, I couldn't find, you know, that understanding, you know, like that, you know, it's not just about that, you know, like I'm, it's not just because I'm so lucky that I have all those things and you know, I worked for those things. It was, you know, I, uh, I worked, you know, to like, you know, on my education, you know, like I studied, you know, like it was, uh, it was a plan, you know, like how I would achieve those things. So, and, and I came to that goal, you know, and it was perfect. And, you know, for a very long time, uh, actually, I um, uh, made those deals with myself, contract, if you like. So then I would, uh, at that moment, I even had no idea what I was doing, but I was using those uh, NLP techniques, you know, intuitively, yeah, reframing. Okay. I was mm. saying to myself, all right, so you'd, uh, you have a good job. So you have a good pay. You have financial freedom. You can afford things. You can afford travels. So, and okay, like you don't have, you know, like you're not happy and uh, you don't like what you do, but you have this, you know, and, you know, it's kind of, you know, for me, like I, ref I was reframing all of this. So like, and um, let's say like, you know, um, I would, uh, I would be living according to that contract uh, I made with myself. <laughs> so this is the deal. So this is how I live, you know, like um, I get this instead of this. So, and, you know, like uh, at certain moment, you know, I would have to renew those contracts because, okay. you know, <laughs> because, you know, let's say like after one year, I would, uh, I would start feeling again, you know, like this, huh? uh, like, you know, I would get this uh, feeling of uh, yawning that for, for something more, like, you know, I want something more. I'm so unfulfilled with what I do. So yeah. it has no meaning to me. Mm -hmm. So then I would uh, go again and start reframing those things. And, um, and it worked for me for a very long time, you know, for many, many years until it didn't <laughs> so, and uh, the, the last job you know i had uh it was a good job you know like you know as well you know well paid but you know like i reached that moment when those contracts didn't work with me anymore so and then i um i said to myself you know what i even don't need money anymore so it became that it came to that point when i was saying i don't need all <laughs> all that money that i'm getting from that job i need i don't need anything of that you know like i just want to have uh, happiness you know like I want to be uh, like you know I want um, I want to feel joy you know with what in what I do and you know for um, also it was one component in you know in my life and uh, on the other side you know there was in the relationship component yes. and there like there was its own uh, like I had my own story so like uh, I'd say like uh, several failed relationships and I was getting you know like uh, 
in one after another and it was not working and uh, you know like let's say and, and here was the like you know i was facing that equation on the one hand you know like good jobs you know well paid very unhappy with what i do on the other hand <laughs> several failed relationships this plus this equaled at some point therapy for me okay. <laughs> so um luckily it was therapy because you know like i know like that for some people you know they they, st they continue living in uh, you know like in uh, like you know this plus this and it equals something else but you know like i chose to go like you know to this path you know and chose you know to get into therapy to understand i really wanted to understand what is not working for me so yeah. like why is uh, like you know this is not you know like i have uh, i'm unfulfilled in what i do in life and you know like this relationship stuff is also not working for me and uh you know like when i came to the therapist and like i came with those two topics and we started uh, working of course you know like i had to choose one you know like that i would start with uh, i chose the relationships but you know somehow it turned you know like into anyway like you know and uh, into the topic of professional you know passion so we focused on that one uh, and i started developing you know like in this uh, area so then uh, I got uh, into new studies, you know, started studying psychology, like coaching, um, you know, like I went through different, you know, um, energy treatments, you know, like all that stuff, you know, like I was, I was uh, you know, like I would say, I was devouring all that, you know, like I wanted to get that knowledge. I felt like, you know, it's something that I've been missing in my life. I really, really liked it. Yeah. But the relationship stuff, you know, it was still, you know, on this side, you know, like mm -hmm. I just let it go, like still getting into like, you know, one relationship after another that didn't work, yeah. you know, like I was failing. But, you know, like this other component of the equation that was started, you know, to work, you know, better. So like I get, I started getting, you know, the satisfaction at least, you know, I was still doing, you know, the job, you know, I didn't like, but at least you know, I had something that started giving me the joy. So like, I felt like I got on my path, even though I didn't know like where it was leading to. Yeah. And um, there uh, I, I found myself, you know, at some point uh, in one relationship. So which was, uh, it was a very short relationship, but it had a very big impact on me. So when relationship ended, I don't remember even like, you know, how, like at what point, mm -hmm. um, I couldn't uh, I couldn't stop thinking about that person even uh, even though like it was uh, I could I explained to myself you know like you know why you know like I'm thinking about that person you know like I went through the process of you know like breakup process and such but it was still you know he was still in my head you know all the time and at some point uh, that thought became you know obsessive for me like I um I caught myself, you know, like I noticed that you know, I was thinking about that person all the time. So I noticed, you know, like when I would wake up in the morning, that was the first thing I was thinking about. It was just, you know, this automatic switch. Mm. And, you know, that train of thoughts would be running, you know, like, like on schedule. Yeah. And then it would be during the day and it would be in the evening and all the time. And it lasted for about, uh, I think, 15 months. It was a very long time. I was exhausted. So I was just exhausted because, you know, like I was giving so much, like all my energy was flowing into there. And the only thing that I wanted is to get rid of that, you know. And then I went again to the therapist and I explained the situation. And it's like, I need help. You, you know, like, I, I think I'm going crazy. Like, you know, I, I want to stop thinking about, you know, that person. 
Oh. So, and then, uh, uh, and then you know, like yeah, we we try to like you know to go through the process, you know, like again, you know, like analytically explain, mm-hmm. you know, like why that happens, you know, like what led to that and everything. But it was still uh, like you know, it, he was still there in my head. <laughs> so, and that's uh, yeah, like well, I think I it's so relatable. About, yeah. <laughs> so and. Um, uh, and then, you know, like a colleague of mine recommended uh, to try Neurographica. I didn't know what it was. And uh, I was thinking, okay, like, you know, well, fine, let's see what it is. Uh, so, like, I read about it. And then, uh, as skeptic as I am, I thought to myself, you know, this is nonsense, as if some kind of drawing is going yeah. to help me. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no that, that, that can't be true. But then, uh, you know, luckily, my curiosity has always been, you know, bigger than my skepticism. Mm-hmm. And, and I told him, I said, okay, like, you know, fine. If nothing else helped, you may as well try this one, this yes. method. You know, like, you know, it's not going to hurt you. So, and um, I signed up for a session, uh, uh, like Neurographica session. And um, I was surprised, you know, like I was going through that session, you know, it was easy for me. And um, I didn't uh, notice, you know, that much. It, it was it puts it put me in a very meditative state of mind, you know, like I was relaxing, you know, like while I was doing those things, and I was thinking, well, it's it's nice, yeah. Uh, but then what happened the day after was very interesting. I woke up in the morning, and I was prepared for the train of thoughts, yeah, yes. <laughs> to to set uh, to go on schedule as usual. And it did, but only for a few seconds. And after that, my eyes made a very abrupt zigzag movement and the thought was interrupted. And then I thought, hmm, that's new. Okay. <laughs> this is new, so new and interesting. But again, as skeptic as I am, mm-hmm. I didn't believe in the power of that method and what happened. Still yeah. not believing, okay, like, you know, that uh, this can do something to me. That I delivered uh, during the day, I uh, intentionally was coming back to that thought. And I was testing what's going to happen. Like, if I continue thinking about that person, mm-hmm. like, I, like I did, you know, like in the end, you know, it, it, like, you know, he stayed with me for like 15 months in my head, you know, <laughs> it was yeah. difficult to say goodbye. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, I was uh, coming back to that thought, but the result was the same. My eyes made that abrupt zigzag movement and the thought was interrupted as if the paths were breaking. And then I was saying, okay, this is something. I need to figure out, you know, what it is. So, but the therapist recommended me to, uh, to have two more sessions, you know, like on this to, to fix the results. So okay. I did that uh, and the thought left me forever. I never thought about that person again. So, and then I thought, you know, okay, this is powerful, but then I thought, you know, like, you know what, you know what I need to do? I need to go and find out how that works. Okay. Because, because you know, it made me very curious. I wanted, I was thinking to myself, you know, there should be an explanation behind that. There should be a process that explains, you know, what happens. Okay. So, and, and this is how I got into the studies, you know, like this, how I got, you know, like into Neurographica. And as soon as I got into like studies, you know, I realized this is what I want to do. This is what I want to use, you know, like working with people because, you know, like it's, it was so powerful and I uh, like, um, I don't know, like it, it was amazing. And at the same time, you know, like I, 
it was so interesting for me. Like, you yeah. know, to get into this field. And I felt so passionate about what uh, what I was studying. And I, I immediately started, you know, ask, started asking people, my friends, you know, first, oh, would you like to practice that with me? Like, you know, there, there is this method, you know, like, let's... Uh, Let's practice it and see how it works in you. Yes. <laughs> so, and uh, from the very, like in the first um, weeks of my studies, you know, I became very, very passionate about that. So, like, and when people come to me and like, you know, and, uh, or like, you know, they ask me about that method. So, which is a bit like, you know, difficult to explain what it is. Like, you know, you really need to practice it, like, you know, to see what it is. So, and, uh, and then they become, okay, like, you know, a drawing. Yeah, right. Yeah, I yes. was going to do that for me. And I, I totally understand them. I tell them, you know, like, I, I totally get it. You know, I was the same. You know, like, I, it's so easy for me to relate, you know, yes. <laughs> to their yeah. experience because I was, uh, I was uh, skeptical as well about that. But from being skeptical, I became very passionate about what I do. And when uh, those two equations, you know, like then I, uh, what I told about it in the beginning, you know, the, um, the work stuff, you know, like something I didn't like to do and the relationships and those two, like, you know, I brought to the therapy mm. and one led me to another. So like, you know, that uh, stuff, uh, that, that part of the equation with the relationships, you know, yes. number of failed relationships uh, led me to something I wanted to do in life, you know, to my professional passion in life. Mm. So, um, so this is uh, it's a bit long of a long story, but uh, you know, like this is how I came to 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 what I'm doing now. <laughs> Thank you so much for that share and going into the depth that you've gone into because people listening to this are going to resonate, particularly when it comes to those repeated thoughts that we can have over somebody when we've had a breakup or if we're in a relationship. That train can constantly be there and what is so incredible about your journey is the fact how quickly this process was literally overnight like a transformative process that you unpacked overnight and for those people who are listening because you spoke about it being a graphic a drawing they're probably really curious what does the process of neurographica look like so when you start working with somebody what does that actually look like it's very different, you know, from person to person, uh, because uh, people come, you know, with absolutely like you know, different backgrounds and, you know, like different levels of, uh, you know, their personal growth. Yeah. Uh, but of course, it, you know, the good thing, you know, about Neurographica, you know, like it, um, uh, like I, I should start with the, with the thing, you know, like with the main asset of Neurographica, the main asset of Neurographica is the Neurographic line. And it's not just, you know, like a straight line or like, you know, just curvy line um, or like it's uh, there is a technique of how uh, we draw the neurographic line. So, And this is something that needs to be practiced. But what neurographic line does is that it breaks the patterns that we have in our brain on specific topics. Oh. Ah. So uh, it's some people would um, misunderstand it a little bit, and I think that this is the intuitive moment of the of the hand when we begin to draw the neurographic line. But it's actually it's the opposite. It's the counterintuitive movement of the of the hand. So because you know, like at every moment, you know, like when we start moving the hand and making you know the neurographic line, we consciously need to change the movement of the hand. 
Uh-huh. So, like, you know, so the, because, you know, like when we start moving and, you know, like we, uh, the hand, you know, like on the paper and we mm-hmm. feel like the hand wants to go like in the right side. Now yes. I consciously need to change it and go to a different side. So, uh, so then, um, and then st- people start reporting, uh, you know, saying, oh, like, you know, I feel nauseous. I feel irritated. I feel like, you know, like you no know, different kind of things. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, and this is how our brain reacts to what we're doing on the paper because we start breaking, you know, the patterns yes. that we already have in the brain. And of course, the the one of the things that brain need, uh, does for us is, is it keeps us safe. So, and keeping us safe means, you know, like different things, you know, for all of us, but basically like it wants to keep us in what we already know and yes. what we already have, because even though we think it's not working for us, but we know exactly how to be in that uh, state we know, like that, uh, for example, uh, let's say, like I went through, uh, like, you know, several, you know, um, breakups, mm-hmm. uh, and then, you know, like, yeah, not something I do, I liked, but I knew exactly how to get out of there because I already had the program, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> and you know, like, and this is the program, you know, like when we want uh, that I've been running on. So, and I had my secondary gains there, mm-hmm. and the secondary gains were was personal growth transformation so and this is why like and i didn't understand you know that program you know like until i got into therapy and i was going through all that stuff so i was running that program because you know like this is how i was getting to my self-development to Mm -hmm. self-growth i needed to get into a relationship it would break up so then i would start doing things you know like learning new stuff you know like doing something new so like and this that was the program i was running on but of course there are different ways to do that so Mm -hmm. And then when people come, for example, you know, with their uh, problems, you know, like, and their, like, you know, whatever issues they have in, uh, I don't know, finances, uh, I don't know, relationships, you know, like of any kind or like anything, anything else, you know, like health or like whatever. So there is a program there already in the brain. So uh, on how they're running, you know, they're like, you know, things in life. So what we are doing, you know, with a neurographic line, you know, like we need, first of all, to actualize all the uh, neural connections you know people have on that topic okay in question so and uh, in neurographic unlike in other practices for example um we um like in other practices you know when people you know let's say um actualize topic or like you know work in a topic you know they go to like let's say um positive affirmations i want to Mm -hmm. have a successful career there here and then there so this is not how we work in Neurographica. In Neurographica, we define topic in one, uh, like, you know, sometimes in one word. So uh-huh. they're like re- relationships or like, you know, fine, you know, if you, you, we can just say like relationships. Okay. Like if you want to specify, you can specify romantic relationship, right? Uh-huh. And then we start, you know, activating all the neural connections we have on that topic. And we did in a written form, you know, like we do some, uh, you know, written exercise, like a very quick one. So, um, and then people discover, you know, like that uh, the associations that come up, you know, with uh, with the relationship are so vast, you know, like it's like you know everything. Like, well, uh, we need to write down, you know, the, like words, you know, that there's an exercise, you know, we uh, I said, you know, clock for two minutes, and people write anything that comes to their mind, you know, like okay. in, in two minutes. Um. And uh, and then, you know, from there we start analyzing. Okay, so what came up? 
So, but if, for example, people say like, you know, um, I want to have a successful, like, you know, loving uh, romantic relationship with this and this in person, what we exclude from this equation is that there are a lot of other things uh-huh. out, outside of this. So, and uh, when we focus our brain only on that uh, particular thing, because mm-hmm. we're not going to get to the bottom of what's actually holding you back from achieving what you want. So in Neurographica, we take only one word, usually, as a topic, and then we start working from there. So because then uh, there is like there is more information we activate in the brain, and then there is more, and, and on a deeper level, we can transform, you know, those neural connections we have. So it's um it's a very deep process. Uh, just to like you know uh, mention the base of it, like you know, I'm not going to go into the depth because it's it's a bit of a, like you know it's a topic for a lecture. <laughs> but you know I I, I will just mention that uh, neurographica is based on um, uh, is built on the pyramid of consciousness. It's called so and uh, when uh, we um, in neurographica we um, we have uh, a fundamental algorithm. So, and by algorithm, uh, it's meant a step-by-step process. So whatever we do, like with each and uh, individual in individual in neurographical process, so we go step by step. Uh, we start, you know, like from uh, actualizing the topic, something that is like you know always in our head, you know, like something we think about, you know, like all the time. And with each step we follow in the process, we go deeper and deeper, like on on a very deep level. Uh, where we transform and then we take you know those transformations and we bring them to the top of the pyramid to their our actual uh like you know what's uh, what we want to have you know like uh, at this moment like you know and and it's uh, it's a very deep process it's time demanding um but uh people do not even notice how a time passes you know when because they go so deep in that process and you know like they immerse in their uh, like you know, their thoughts and their like images, you know, like emotions, and uh, so and suddenly, oh, like and it's been two hours already. Oh my god, you know, I haven't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like there is um, to keep, uh, like you know, because let's say on the one hand, what we do, we try to break, uh, not we try, like you know, yeah, we, we are breaking the uh, the um, the connections in the brain that are uh, like neural connections that are not working for us. Mm-hmm. So. But uh, and we did, you know, with the help of uh, neurographic lines uh, and, uh, and and other uh, and other ways in um, in neurographica. But uh, the neurographic line is the main tool. So we're consciously, you know, pushing ourselves uh, ourselves from uh, out of those comfort zones, you know, like out of creating new neural connections. But to keep us in the process, you know, like focused, we follow this algorithm all the time. So, and th- this is like, you know, two sides of the process. On one hand, you always push yourself out of the comfort zone. And on the other hand, you know, like, you know, to, to have, you know, some stability and, you know, like we follow those steps in the algorithm. So yeah. how we do that. So um, if I explain myself, uh, you know, clearly. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's fascinating. And for those people who are on dating apps, for example, that word algorithm is probably jumping out at them so much. <laughs> algorithm is not in our favor. I'm not getting matched. What I love about this is that this is your own personal 
algorithm that can actually give you maybe the dating and relationship success that you want once you start working on yourself and yes you talked about it maybe being quite time intense but maybe two hours or so in the grand scheme of life and the outcomes that you can get out of it proportionately it doesn't feel like there's so much no benefit out of it the opportunity cost is far greater than actually maybe not giving it a go and something when you was talking there I totally resonated because sometimes our nervous system will fear what isn't normal and natural to us so breaking state for example and doing things differently is probably going to send people into that you spoke about nausea maybe not feeling so great so in those moments, is there a way that you help people to regulate their nervous system? Is that part of the process too? Yes, absolutely. Uh, because uh, at each step of the process, because I'm the, I'm the uh, since I'm the instructor uh, of the process, like now I'm, I'm guiding people through that process. Mm-hmm. So I'm uh, at any moment, you know, I'm asking people questions. You know, like, okay, what are you feeling at this mm-hmm. moment? So like, can you uh, can you please share you know your feelings and uh, um, like you know okay like you know you're feeling that uh, is there are there any thoughts what are you thinking about you know like at the moment so uh, and then the person say yeah like you know I I think you know this this and that and say so, okay looking you know, good so like are there any images that you see like you know is there anything that's coming on your inner screen you know like when you uh, when you speak about your feelings and you know like and the thoughts and you know the other in images that pop up and uh, okay like you know you have this you have that um, you have the feelings you have the the thoughts you have uh, probably the images what does that all mean to you in relation to your topic so and then you know like when the process develops you know like we go to the next step and you know like i continue asking the person you know like what's happening now and um it's very interesting you know but it's uh it happens to me like you know all the time uh those images that i start for example you know getting in the beginning sometimes you know those images they transform Okay. Like, you know, th- th- then I see more details to that image and I say, oh, like, you know, and that's now it means that to me. It's uh, those are images that are very me- metaphorical, you know, like sometimes, you know, people something uh, see something very uh, straightforward. But mm. sometimes, you know, like we see, uh, I don't know, like, you know, probably some animals or um, uh, probably, uh, I don't know, like some cartoons or something. But it means something to us. So that there is a metaphor that is behind that image and it's somehow related to the topic we're working on. Okay. So what we are doing, we're decoding, you know, that information that we're receiving and transforming it. So like basically what happens in the paper, on the paper, the, uh, it's the projection of what we have in our brain. So first of all, when we start working on the topic and we start building, you know, those neural connections, you know, like there are different algorithms in Neurographica, you know, like, and I use different ones depending okay. on what, on, on the on the topic, you know, of, uh, uh, you know, the, the person comes with, you know, the level, you know, like of, um, let's say pain or like in the level of personal growth. So like I choose the algorithm that is, uh, that would work best you know for that person you know like today and um and then uh we start you know like working and you know and i continue asking you know like you know like keeping track of what's happening 
And uh, then, for example, the uh, the person is stuck and doesn't understand what's happening. That's why I'm there, like you know, to guide you know, through the process and try and uh, that person to understand and decode what all of those things mean to him or to her uh, at each stage, at each stage of the of the process. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know, like it can be very emotional, of course. You know, like, you know, to be, to be honest, you know, with myself, you know, uh, like I mentioned, I, I was like, you know, years ago, I was in the therapy. I, and um, even though like all my uh, topics, you know, I came with uh, to the therapy, they were emotional for me, but I never even shed a tear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And that, but once I got into neurographica, into studying neurographica, you know, I mean, you know, uh, uh, for the first half a year, I was uh, studying neurographica and, you know, doing the practice. I was crying over my drawings, and you know, <laughs> I was, I, I like, I was just sitting there with myself, uh, following the pro, like you know, through the process, you know, doing the self coaching and, uh, um, writing you know, thesis on my cases, and and I was talking to myself, you know, with my rational voice, and you know, like, why are you crying? Yeah, so, like you know, what's like you know, <laughs> I couldn't understand it, you know, but yeah. but you know, like I. As, uh, I understood, of course, that was the process of releasing, releasing, yes. you know, what, what's what's inside, like, you know, probably some of those things that, you know, I like, couldn't release, you know, during the therapy, but that worked on me, like, you know, <laughs> neurographica worked on me. And I was yeah. just saying, okay, like, I'm fine, whatever, like, you know, if I need to cry, I need to cry. Yeah. So, but it, it happens, uh, you know, during the sessions, you know, like, and it happens quite often because, you know, like when we get you know, so deep, you know, on certain levels, on uh, subconscious and like unconscious levels you know like yeah like it people release you know like all uh, all those feelings and uh you know like i yeah i should say like no it's um it it happens a lot (laughs) so but but you know like it's uh it's a process and uh and i mean uh uh, when that happens, you know, when that happened to me, and though, like, even though, like, I was asking those questions, like, yeah, there, there, there is no good reason to cry. <laughs> like, you know, I was trying yes. to convince myself there, but uh, it's uh, if that needs to happen, that it needs to happen, yeah. uh, and we we need to give space to ourselves, uh, ourselves, you know, like for for this, uh, yeah. and and I know that um, sometimes you know people get embarrassed about that that you know suddenly they start crying you know like and uh, it's uh and i also i can relate to that because and i guess that that was one of the reasons i couldn't do it in therapy myself because i was thinking okay it's embarrassing you know like why would i cry so it's just like you know, i can manage i can manage you know my emotions you know like <laughs> so, and and yeah and what i'm hearing there is that even if it's a safe space as you said a safe space for people to be able to release. And that will be really comforting and reassuring to people who might have some skepticism about, like you you had yourself, as to how is this going to work. So now I'm I'm curious, are there any hesitations or common skepticism that people have when they first approach you? Any fears, any doubts that come up for them? Uh yeah, I get, um... Norm- normally it is you know like uh, um because you no know, well people want to of course know like what's uh like you know what's the process and um but as, as i mentioned you know like i, I can speak a lot, a lot about that but until people try they don't really understand what it is but i guess it's like with any with any other practice uh like when we like you know we all heard you know i guess about hypnosis right 
Mm. Uh, but we don't understand, you know, the power of it and what it can do until we experience it in ourselves. And, you know, yeah, people say, like, you know, okay, like, I don't really get it. But, you know, like people who are very curious, they mm. will just go and try it. And I say, okay, like, I always tell people, you know, it's, you, you can just, um, you can just go and try it, you know, like, you know, come with an open mind and see, like, you know, what it does for you. Mm. So, uh, because, you know, this is how I approached neurographica, you know, like when I went there, like, you know, as my last resource, <laughs> as I thought at that time, of course, you know, there are more things, you know, like I could have tried, uh, but, uh, um, I went there and said, okay, like, you know, I'm, I can, uh, I can just have an open mind and see like, you know, what it is about. And then I can make my own judgment. Mm. So, uh, and then, and this is what I also tell people, all right, you know, like if um, you can try it. So just uh, do not have any judgments before you go into it. Okay. So, yes. And and then, and then while you're in the process, you know, just try and follow the process while I'm guiding you. So, um, and, you know, like I, I have I tell people, you know, like I learned it from one of my teachers and mentors. Uh, um, he he says, you know, something, and actually, I put, uh, like I also tell it to people because I think it's brilliant. Uh, I guarantee your results if you put your work in, yes. because because I know that you know people like, neurographic is a powerful method, but I cannot do the work for other people. You know, yes. like, I can guide them, but if they're not willing to put their work in. And, you know, follow that guidance and come with an open mind. So like, you know, okay, I can do as much as guiding them, but if they're resisting, you know, what I'm doing, <laughs> then, then the results would be different. Yeah. yeah. So, sorry, you were going to continue. Okay. What I was going to ask then for people who are listening, what do you do with this wonderful graphic afterwards? Once you finish, you've got your masterpiece, what then happens? <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, first of all, uh, you know, um, people do do it, like, you know, what I do, uh, for the next, for several days, you know, like after finished, you know, some like working on, uh, on a topic. So I, um, I put it, you know, either on my fridge or somewhere where I can see it. So then, because, you know, when I see that, uh, my drawing, so like, I reinforce those neural connections that I created. So like, I need to have it, you know, somewhere like, you know, in, um, you know, somewhere around me. So like, and, you know, I would spend like maybe like another you know, 30 seconds a minute, you know, like I would look at it. So like, and then I would remember, okay, like, you know, this is what it meant to me. Like, you know, this is what color, you know, that I mm-hmm. um, assigned, you know, that meaning to that color because you know, actually the neurographica is a, is a way to code information. Yeah. So like, and we, and we do it in different, uh, like, you know, uh, different levels. And one of the ways, you know, to code information is color, using color. And uh, and then when I look at those drawings and say, okay, that color meant this to me, and that color that meant this to me. And sometimes, you know, I also I like to uh, close my eyes and you know, like with my hand, go over, you know, those neurographic lines, mm-hmm. and I kind of feel, you know, I don't know, maybe it's just my feeling, <laughs> but I feel like you know those neural connections they're firing in my brain. So like, and I start remembering those um, those images that you know, like I um, I, I saw while I was doing the, the like, I was making the drawing, mm-hmm. and the what I was thinking. So um, for the first, you know, like couple of days, you know, three days, maybe like a week, you know, like I, I like to keep it, you know, like uh, close by and mm-hmm. give the same advice you know, to to people. But I know um, it's my clients, but I also 
uh, know that some people, you know, like to um, to put them in frames, mm-hmm. put in, uh, and you know, they put on the wall, and um, yeah, like you know, because it looks like art. Yes. Uh, so, and and it looks beautiful, and uh, yeah, like you know, I, I see like you know some of my clients, you know, like you know, I, I do not have you know those on my walls, mm-hmm. <laughs> my work, but I see like you know some uh, some people do like you know my clients, you know, like you know, like you know, they put them on the wall, and because they like to have them there, yeah. and it's it's very common that uh, that uh, people their best works, it's something that is like you know really really big for them. You know, they frame it and put it on the wall. So, wow. Yeah, that's amazing because it's just a nice visual image of also that person's journey, their personal growth, and it can be really great just to have that really visual. And there might be certain colors, I suppose, that jumped out to you where you think, "Oh, I might incorporate that color somewhere else in my house because it really symbolizes mm. something important to me." So, for example, let's say there's somebody who's had numerous failed dating experiences relationships and they come to you with a topic of dating or they come to you with a topic of relationships they can use that one graphic could they to keep bouncing back into um if they needed to is that my correct understanding or do you yeah. have to do another graphic for each experience uh yeah like you know well first of all like you know not to have uh, like you know <laughs> uh i mean you know for Let's say it couldn't, for some people, uh, it probably wouldn't be one drawing, you know, like it's, um, it depends, uh, like, you know, not, not just to, um, to say like, okay, like, you know, you make one drawing, you know, like one some topics on and, and everything is solved, you know, for you. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's different for all people, you know, like, you know, for some people need, you know, like, um, more than one drawing, maybe two, maybe three, maybe four, maybe 10. Okay. So, yeah uh so it depends on how um let's say how difficult the situation for them is and how the because you know like we're different in how we process things yes. and uh and it can i don't know like you know, on one topic you know i think you know i drew 40 drawings in oh. uh, uh yeah <laughs> oh. so and um in your graphic it's called you know working on the case oh okay so, so because you know like you can uh, and you can you consider that that your case is closed mm-hmm. when you feel that you solved you know like everything that you, uh, and you can go freely and leave you know like you know you're not attached to that topic anymore yes, so yes. it's it's okay so and um for some people uh and I, and I had you know clients like that you know after one drawing they would be doing you know like you know uh incredible things you know and but you know, I say, I tell people, you know, it it happens. You know, it can happen, and it happens. But it only means that that person has already worked on that topic for a certain period of time and collected, you know, uh, information, transformed already some neural connections, and they the, probably that was just the last touch, you know, that that person needed, you know, like that push. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, and then everything, you know, uh, all the puzzle, you know, got together, like, and everything, you know, like, everything is fine. But it doesn't, it doesn't mean that another person will have exactly the same experience. No. Uh, and then, I don't know, let's say maybe you need only one drawing. So, like, but, you know, even after one drawing, you already move forward. You discover so much. Mm-hmm. And you can have a series of those drawings and say, okay, this is my case, a relationship case. I have, yeah. you know, like five drawings and you can see the development, you know, like because 
uh, since we encode, like, encode the information in each drawing, and each time we draw on the same topic, the drawings will be totally different. Different in colors, combination of colors, different, you know, like in how we draw lines. Like, you know, you would be amazed, but you will see the development, like visually, you will see the development, how things change in your mind. So, and I find it fascinating. So, you, uh, like, you know, someone might say, like, you could have an exhibition, you know, like, and how I... <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was thinking you could have like an art gallery. Give <laughs> <laughs> a hurry with different images. Yeah. Yeah. So like art gallery. Okay. Like, you know, how I worked on my relationship, you know, like, and it's, uh, it's the whole process. And, you know, like when I, I'm talking about that myself, you know, like I think oh, that would be an amazing thing to do. Yes. So like, you know, okay, uh, take your pain, you know, like, you know, put it in art, you know, oh. and you like, and then uh, you, you transform, you know, into something, you know, different, you know, like something that works for you and you can make an exhibition, you know, like out of it. So it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. And are you fair in finding, because that's a very creative way to express yourself and that can bring us into our feminine energy as well as women, to be able to creatively express ourselves in that way. Are you finding that um, many of your clients tend to be women or is it quite split? What's your ratio there, would you say? Uh, mostly women, yeah, because nice you know, I, I, I think naturally women are more open, you know, to that kind of experience mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, like investing, you know, time actually in the process. Uh, but, you know, like I have experience with, uh, with men as well. And it, it's, it's very different. It's, it's very different from, uh, like, you know, from women, but, but it's actually, it's, it, it's been, um, those, uh, those experiences I had with men, they, they, they were, they were so interesting, you know, like yeah. it, it was uh, uh, like a different type of uh, conversation, you know, it was, um, it was more like, uh, yeah, why do you do that? You know, what's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Like, so that it was like, you know, it was more like of a discussion and, you know, like all that skepticism, you know, like, I'm yes. not serious. And no, like, I want to do it that way. Mm. So it, it, it's more like, you know, this, uh, I don't know, like, I need to assert myself that this is how I want that. So, like, I need to do it that way. So, it, it, it was, um, and I was like, okay, like, you know, I'm no, in no position to, uh, in, to argue. So, like, mm -hmm. and this is not my, like, you know, this is not what I need to do. Like, I don't need to argue with the, with the clients, you know, like, it's, uh, this is not the guiding process and say, okay, like, you know, fine. This, mm -hmm. is, this is all fine, you know, like, you, you, you're free to do what you need to do. Yeah. And, um, but uh, would it be okay for you to explain, you know, like why you're doing that? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. like, and uh, and then, you know, like when they would start explaining, you know, yeah, because uh, it's this and it's that, and because I see myself, you know, like you know, I'm in the center, you know, like, and the world is like, you know, just turning around me. <laughs> yeah. so, and and I say, okay, like you know, that's fine. That's a good explanation. I, I understand it, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I can, you know, just give you some remarks, you know, like you know, on. Like, you know, my thoughts on that, if that's okay for you. So, and then you make your own decision, you know, like how you want to continue. So, nice. and, and I would explain, you know, like what it means if that person does it that way from the point of view of Neurographica. So like what it means uh, to have like, you know, why, um, well, what's probably better, you know, to, to um, uh, have another approach. Mm. And um, so, but it's up to you, entirely yeah. up to you to decide because it's your process. So as long as you're explaining to yourself what you're doing, so why you're doing that, that's okay. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I remember it was, you know, this masterclass and, you know, that uh, the guy, he, um, he explained to me, like, you know, why he wanted, he didn't want to use any colors, you know, like in his drawing. He said, no, like, you know, that's what I do. Like, you know, I don't want to have any colors, you know. Uh, and uh, I explained to him what it means, you know, like, if you do not uh, put any colors in your drawing. But it was it was the first time in my life, you know, like the first time experience, you know, why, like that somebody didn't want to use colors. <laughs> and I explained to him, you know, what it meant. And I told him, okay, like, but it's fine. So, um, you know what it means. Your process, mm-hmm. you decide. And then um, by uh, by the end of the masterclass, you know, like uh, it was online. So he showed me the drawing and he put colors in it. <laughs> no, because... Okay. He processed the information yes. and he decided to try it. Yeah. And uh, and see like you know what changes and actually the results for him were um amazing because you know like the next uh he was there with his wife and the next day uh she told me oh like you know this is what happened for him you know like you know, some uh, like you know there was you know some situation um work wise that couldn't uh, couldn't be resolved you know like for a long time uh, and then suddenly it got resolved, you know, like just the same evening, you know, like uh, he, he got a call and, you know, like, and, um, and then th- things started moving yes. and, uh, uh, and then, uh, she told me, yeah, like, you know, it's amazing. And he, 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 he told her like, you know, okay, like you can say that that's, that worked, you know? And then it was also funny, like his wife sent me, you know, some, um, uh, pictures of him sitting and you know making drawings, you know, with colors. Yeah, <laughs> he really got he, he really got into this because he realized that this is how you get the resources. Mm. You know, like you open resources in the coloring. You know, like on that pyramid again. You know, like of consciousness. You know, like coloring is one of the steps. But we do not. Uh, we got it. Uh, we get to this. You know, a certain step when we already in you know, a quite deep into mm-hmm. our unconscious so this is these are the resources we get from our unconscious you know activate with the help of color yeah so and when people do not want to do that i just explain it to them you know like what why what we're doing you know like why we're using colors mm-hmm. uh, at a certain step uh, of the process because we're activating the resources that are um on the very deep unconscious level so mm-hmm. the coloring in uh, neurographica is called archetyping so okay. like we're getting to this level of archetypes so which is like in a very very ancient ancient level of uh, oh. you know getting resources so and um uh anyway uh, so when i explained it to him you know apparently he processed that information and he saw how powerful it can be <laughs> because he saw the results yeah. in life so oh. and uh uh, yeah, so and uh, men are very different, you know, like from because women uh, tend mostly, like you know, yeah, we follow the process, we see, like you know, how that works, and we just, uh, yeah, like we get into this uh, state, you know, like meditative state, you know, like we connect to our like you know feminine side, you know, like we, you know, we just intuitively, I think, you know, more, like you know, like to do those things, but for men, it's just, uh, yeah, they need to, they need to discuss, they need to uh like you know they, they need to say their point of view and <laughs> yeah. um, it's fair as you said you can share it it's unpacking it and an explanation as to why this process works the way it works and i love that success story that you have shared there because what it really demonstrates is the power of being open-minded yes you might have some skepticism you might have some 
obstacles your way but if you just allow yourself to mm-hmm. embrace the transformative method that it is you can get the results and it's always lovely when you get the feedback from somebody else like the partner to say look it really is going down a tree <laughs> thank you so much for that share and it just feels like whoever is listening to this and there will be so many people listening to this episode thinking i am completely curious about this so we are going to share how you can reach out to Alessio as well to explore this process even more so because it's so, so powerful. So I really do appreciate you going into the details that you have in terms of what it is because it was completely new to me before <laughs> the station. I was like, what is Neurographica and how can this help people? And particularly when it comes to dating and relationships, I can completely see because you have that firsthand experience as to how that helps you. So I wondered, you, know, you, you spoke about having some failed, quote unquote, failed relationship experiences. <laughs> what have been some of the, the, the top three lessons that you've learned maybe from those experiences that you've had, either about yourself or relationships in general? Well, I guess uh, one, you know, like the, the one that is on the top <laughs> that I learned is to be um, crystal clear about your wants needs and desires you know like when you get into the relationship so uh you know i um um how would i put it you know like all my relationships that failed in the past it was because you know like i was i didn't i was hiding you know a lot of information from from uh from my partners when i was getting into the relationship i was putting that emotional makeup mm. you know you know, say like, you know, and I was pretending, you know, to be somebody different, you know, so they would like me. So like I, I had, you know, that um, in my head, you know, like that, that thing, you know, like that uh, to be liked by someone, I need to, I need to pretend, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, and, um, and I didn't express, you know, like my needs, you know, desires and, uh, um once you know to to that partner in a clear way okay. so, and then uh and then you know like yeah it wasn't uh like it was not just because of that but it was one of the main reasons you know why relationships failed because one way or another those things you know they come up to the surface and you know like why when the relationship develops you start you know uh, speaking about what you want uh, mm-hmm. one way or another what you need you know like how you want to be treated well if you get to that you know like sometimes I even didn't get to that because I was still you know like wearing this emotional makeup you know like yeah well that's fine mm-hmm. so like that's still okay even though it wasn't um and uh and it's not just because it was their fault you know like uh, the um, that they treated me like not the way I wanted uh, to be treated but it's just because I never mentioned that and as I said, you know, I was hiding that information because I thought they wouldn't like me for that. Okay. So, uh, so and uh, but it was just the other way around. So, mm-hmm. like, it, uh, it's just uh, it worked against me actually because you know, like, if I would come up with like with all that information and be crystal clear about what I want, you know, like how I want to be treated, you know, like how what um, what I desire from that relationship. So the things would work differently or maybe like i wouldn't even go into those relationships because they would tell me from the beginning mm-hmm. you know like no like you know that's not the it's not going to work for me so but i was um yeah so like i was 
like in a, like in a totally different person, you know, like in that aspect. And this is how I learned to be. Like you know, that's yeah. I, I thought you know this is how relationships you know work. You know, like mm-hmm. you need to make you know compromises, but you know, like it was it wasn't even compromise. You can compromise. You know, who's going to take out the garbage? You know, yes. on Sunday, you know, <laughs> you yeah. and me. But but you don't compromise on on your values mm-hmm. uh, in um, in a relationship. You know, then. This is like, you know, I, for me, it was like, you know, number one, you know, like be clear like on, on your values, wants, needs, desires, and open, like, you know, speak about that, you know, like from the beginning. So, mm-hmm. because that, if that, if that doesn't, is not present, so while one way or another, you know, like it will come up in that relationship. Yeah. And in my case, you know, like that was a big, uh, like, you know, one of the big reasons, you know, why a relationship failed. Yeah. <laughs> So relatable, so relatable, um, Alessia, because not having that clarity on our wants, our needs, our desires, as you said, that means that we're not really able to uphold personal boundaries, you no know, personal healthy boundaries of ourselves and also with other people. So getting crystal clear on that, and I know you help your clients to get clarity, to understand more of who you are so that you can be your authentic self and be vulnerable. So, you know, we, you were obviously being blocked by being vulnerable and being yourself, mm. your true self. Did you discover what it was that was holding you back from being your true self and putting on this emotional makeup? Was it a legacy experience that you've had? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, Teresa, it was like you know, like a lot of things you know together. You know, like that I, I discovered during you know, like my therapy when uh, like when I started I working with those things. Yeah, you know, it's uh, like you know lots of components but you know like yeah it was um i would say like you know the um of course the, there's uh, the relationships i saw like you know from like you know how the relationship worked in my family oh yeah the, yeah like you know you, you tend you know like you know to, to take that as an example yeah uh and uh and anything you know like yeah this is this is how it should be i guess you know like you, you don't have any other example you know like you get it from the family like you know my parents my grandparents you know like it's like well it's uh, in our family it was more like um, it would get uh if things would get more like you know more like a bit emotional so that would go like no 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 like we don't speak about that you know like it's just like you know let's let's put it aside you know <laughs> come down so yeah. you know yeah it's just, uh, yeah the cont- contain it in yourself you know like you know you manage and otherwise you know like you know things things are fine so and um so like any time I felt, you know, like in um in my childhood, you know, like when we would uh, want as children to express, you know, like what they think and, you know, like, yeah, that so we would be told, okay, like, you know, not, let's not get emotional about that. So, and, uh, and this is, but of course I didn't realize those things, you know, like, but, you know, it's just, it, it, uh, it becomes so unconscious, you know, that oh. program that, that where we're running, you know, as we're adults. So like I was just get I would get in the relationships, you know, with this program, you know, like I need to contain yes. it to myself. And yeah. I like and and try and manage, you know, like in any ways I can. So but I don't need to bother, you know, that uh, person, my partner, with all of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so it it was just uh yeah, like you know, a lot of those things. And um um and then you know, like another thing, you know, that came uh came also that I uh like you know one of the the three things <laughs> it was trust you know like the the trust you know like that i um 
I was trying to get, you know, like from, uh, from partners, you know, like, and for me at that time, trust meant not betrayal. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so then, and, uh, but surprisingly enough, you know, like I know why it, it was like that now. So like I, oh, I would always attract those partners in my life that would betray me. Yeah. So, uh, so because I was so desperate seeking, you know, like that opposite thing. And I was trying to um, unconsciously, like, try and test them. Are they going to betray me? And uh-huh. yeah like and i would self-sabotage you know like because i already had that program in my head that they're going to betray me and abandon me Mm -hmm. and it's also the program that i was running uh, from my was coming from my very early childhood uh that i i didn't know about but it was uh it was apparently like i wouldn't say it was like it was a very traumatic experience but i perceived it as uh, as a child the traumatic experience Yes, and you know that program of abandonment was running, you know, like in uh, like the for for all my relationships. So yes. like, and I was you know sabotaging it all the time. So I was looking yes. for like you know trust, but at the same time I was not trusting the, them. So like and I was trying to see like and test are they going to uh, to betray me? Yeah. So like are they going? And then the, when they would do that, they said like yes, I knew that exactly confirmation <laughs> bias. Confirmation yes. bias. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I, I knew, knew it. that I'm trusting. Yeah. But it was um, it was just you know the, uh, those things, and um, then I, also what I learned, you know, like from my relationships when I understood, you know, that program, you know, like and why I was running, you know, like that program as well. So that uh, you know th- those things, you know, like you also discuss it with your partner, you know, like when uh, what trust means to you like and how you want that trust to be expressed and and it's again about the open communication because yeah. we all have you know the, those words like oh, love trust you know like um uh like they have all different meanings to us so and then we need to communicate it to the partner because you know like probably for him it's something totally different mm-hmm. so like this is not how he sees trust and then like it's again, you know, like be crystal clear about, uh, you know, your wants, needs, desires. Yes. Uh, and also how you want to be treated, mm. how you you want to be treated in your relationship. So speak about that. And I know it's a very difficult thing. I know it's uh, it's something that need to be needs to be practiced. And uh, I was not taught to do that. You know, like when when I was growing up, I was not taught. You know, like you know that you need to speak to your partner, you need, like, when I was, uh, the, the first time I was asked that question, you know, like, how would you like to be treated? I was like, what's that? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, is it like, you know, did you need to have a plan for that? Or like, you know, an instruction? And I was really, um, I would say, uh, I was resisting that. I was like, you know, can't he understand, you know, how I need to be treated? But the thing is that, you know, like, I didn't understand it myself. You know, you know, how could he, like, you know, on the other side, you know, read, you know, like, even if you could read mind, there was no instruction there, like how I need to be treated because I didn't know that myself. So, and it was, you know, such a painful, you know, learning, you know, curve for me, you know, to, like, you know, I, I had to really sit, sit down and write down all those things for myself. So, and uh, once, um, 
once I was clear about that and I'm okay, this is what I like, this is what I don't like, you know, like, and I need to speak about that. Yes. Uh, and this is the difficult part as well. So because then again, it comes, you know, to that, you know, okay, like I say all those things, you know, how I like things and how I don't like things. And then probably he won't like me. Yeah. So Because it's, it's too much to handle. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. And this is where the fears and the doubts, the, the validation, the acceptance, a lot of that, as you've spoken about, if you've got legacy abandonment wounds, that can impact on our attachment style and how we relate to people as we grow up. It's getting crystal clear and the therapy that you had, what you are saying, it would feel that it helped you to get some clarity over how you communicate with somebody in relationship and feel comfortable to express your needs and your wants. And that is so important. And when you were talking there, Alessia, I thought, wow, isn't this quite a great segue? Because you spoke about how what trust means to somebody might be, it's very personal to that person. What love means to somebody is really personal to that person too. So I'm really super curious as to what does love mean to you in a romantic context? <laughs> What's your definition of love? Um, you know, when I think about uh, the definition of love, uh, I am... Um... You know, I come up to the conclusion, you know, like there is, I cannot tie it to one word, say, okay, like, you know, like for example, oh, love is uh, the unity of, um, I don't know, soulmates or something, you know, like, um, I, I cannot really say that because, you know, like when I go back to all my relationships and, you know, like analyze them, uh, the thing that I can say that uh, in each of those relationships, love was something different to me so i defined love in a very specific context okay. context mm -hmm. uh so and what it was about um let's say um when we um i will just um give it an as example um one of the of my teachers you know she was um, giving a very good you know, analogy like you know, I, I liked it very much so like you know, when i try to explain so how like you know i try to give you know this visual how she would say that you know like when people meet each other let's say there is me and you know like um i'm you know let's imagine me like i'm the, you know this uh, this cookie you know right mm -hmm. and one side of me is beaten off so let's say, you know, this right side of me is beaten off to some yeah. amount. Uh, some, and then there is uh, my partner. And, you know, he's also a cookie. And for him, you know, his left side is beaten off to the same amount, you know, as mine. So when we come together, we become a whole cookie. <laughs> because, because then we complete, you know, like those sides that are beaten off. So we yeah. become one. Okay. So, but, but what happened is that how we find, you know, partners is that we have, you know, certain needs that we want to be satisfied and fulfilled in our relationships. Yeah. And, you know, this is this, this part of a cookie that is beaten off from my side and from his side. So we come and, you know, like, and I think well, I, that he's the one because, you know, for like, you know, because I see like, you know, here something and I think, you know, okay, he's the one who can, you know, fulfill those needs for me. Yeah. So, and he thinks probably the same. So we match, you know, with those beaten off sides, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we start uh, uh, fulfilling our needs in, those in that relationship. 
And let's say, like, you know, if he does a very good job and fulfills all my needs that I came uh, came in with, uh, you know, in that relationship, they're like this beaten off part starts growing. So, and then it becomes and that I become, you know, a whole cookie myself. So he becomes a very like, you know, the part that I don't need anymore. Yeah. I get new need. I get new needs, you know, like in that in the relationship, and probably he won't be able to fulfill those needs anymore. <laughs> so, like, we can speak about them, you know, right? We can communicate, but initially we uh, got together as a whole cookie on total different bases, on different needs. So, and then you know, like, let's say I would need, you know, um, a, in that relationship, I came into that relationship with the need of uh, being. Um, you know, like I want to have somebody around me all the time because, you know, I had, you know, that uh, mm-hmm. um, trauma of abandonment. You know, like I want that partner to be with me all the time, you know, fulfill that need. And, you know, let's say he does that. And mm-hmm. then, you know, like I'm I'm healing in that relationship. And then I start feeling, you know, probably that, oh, uh, he's too much. He's just too much. You know, like he's, uh, he's dependent on me all the time. He's around me all the time. So, and then I started perceiving, yeah, like I started withdrawing because I perceived him like he's a, he's a, uh, he's a codependent. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Yeah. So, but, but he was like that from the, uh, from the beginning. So, but you know, like in the beginning, yeah, I, I, I had that need to have him around me all the time. So then I become, you know, let's say that whole cookie, you know, yeah. like because I'm, I'm growing that side. He is too much for me because, you know, he's, you know, he's stifling me apparently. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, and, and I get new needs uh, like that I want in a relationship, but he cannot fulfill those needs anymore. So like, and if we do not agree in our communication, how the relationship goes forward, you know, like we probably break up. So, yes. and, and I go and uh, with the new needs to new relationship and start looking for a new partner like you know probably the left side of me is you know beaten off (laughs) and i find you know like another one and uh, what i'm leading with that is that you know like when i go back you know to my relationships and analyze them what i consider to be love for myself is you know the the basis of love was that the fulfillment of those needs and they Mm -hmm. were different all the time i was bringing them you know like if uh they were not satisfied in the previous relationship, I would take this plus the traumas from the previous relationship, you know, mm-hmm. new needs, you know, to be satisfied, I pack it in, go to new partner. So like, and then if I feel, you know, he can do that for me. So then, you know, like I would, uh, I would call that love. Yeah. Like, because, you know, like said so this, like in all relationship, you know, like how I consider love to be is the fulfillment of my needs. Okay. So, and 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 I think you know it's not only me because you know um uh, it it works for many people like that. It's just that uh, we don't really realize you know like uh, how we like you know what we're doing <laughs> yeah. and how it's work it's working for us. I don't know if you can relate to that or not, but I think you know like mm. you know quite some people can relate to that. Yeah. So this is what I was considering you know the love you know for uh, you know how I was defining love, oh, but actually uh, yeah, but actually. Uh, what I really wanted, you know, like in uh, in those relationships, what I really, really wanted, you know, like I think there were three things. Mm-hmm. I wanted, you know, like as I mentioned, you know, trust. Yeah. You know, like I wanted to have connection with those people and I wanted to have commitment. Those three things, you know, like I always wanted to have in the relationships. Um, and for me, like th- this is something that, you know, yeah, 
ultimately defines a loving relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how how I was entering those relationships, there was a different question. You know, like all those different needs I wanted to be satisfied. This is what I call love. You know, like at that wow. time. Yeah. But um, what I wanted <laughs> was exactly those th- three things: uh, like trust, uh, connection, and you know, commitment. Oh, that's going to be so relatable to people. Those three components too. And I think what is great is that what you are kind of saying here is that it's an ongoing process, it's an ongoing assessment, because for each new connection that you have, whether that could be even a friendship connection or whatever that is, like some of those, those three components, they run. It's a common thread, though, mm-hmm. isn't it, when it comes to our relationship, yes. trust, <laughs> connection, and also just that commitment from somebody. That is such a powerful share. I don't believe that any of my guests have explained it so visually as to how you have explained it there. So that was such a beautiful share. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. <laughs> opening up and sharing that i think a lot of people got cookie images now in their yeah. mind. <laughs> the cookie you want the cookie don't eat the cookie <laughs> thank you so much for that we are going to bring this beautiful conversation to an end it's been such a wonderful wonderful conversation thank you so much alessia Neurographica is going to be completely new to some people. Some people might have heard of it, but now they want to explore it even more so. And your wonderful personal shares. So I want to thank you for being so open and vulnerable with us all here today. Thank you. Would you be so kind enough to leave the audience with one key takeaway to help them on their journey of love, life and relationships? Yeah, so just... um... Um, how would I say it? You know, I, I would say it also to myself, <laughs> same as uh, like you know to the to the people uh, you know who are going to listen to that. You know, like yeah, um, do not settle for less. You know, like you know, go for what you want. You know, like if you like you know the the thing you know to understand, like you know, the main thing is to understand what you want, and you know, do not settle for less. You know, if this is what you want in life, you know, this is what the relationship you want. So, like you know, yeah. It's, uh, you know, go for that relationship, you know, look uh, like, you know, and, you know, th- there is, you know, like a chance for you to have that relationship mm-hmm. uh, and uh, never, never settle for less. You know, like, as I mentioned, you know, emotional makeup doesn't mm-hmm. help. <laughs> yeah. And I love that term. I have to say emotional makeup because many of us are wearing a, an emotional makeup and it's really unpacking the reasons behind it as you said before there could even be a secondary game that we have that keeps us from moving forward now, what what keeps us quote unquote stuck now what's the advantage of staying in exactly the same place where we are well it's time to unpack that and neurographica would be the way forward thank you for that lovely life lesson that you have shared with us here mm-hmm. alicia where can people find you uh, where are you hanging out on social media and do you have any events coming up at all that you would like to share um people can find me on instagram so like you know you can now uh, we can uh, you can put you know that link um, and you know sir, not so long ago like i opened um i created a group on um on facebook uh, so it's very new, uh, and I'm trying, you know, to um, gather people, you know, to, to build a community that uh, people would come and, uh, you know, like learn a little bit more about Neurographica, create <clears throat> weekly challenges there, uh, and uh, so that people can explore Neurographica and, you know, share their drawings and, you know, like ask questions and, uh, you know, like I can uh, 
help them, you know, to uh, on um, you know, to explore neurographica and help them on their journey. Mm-hmm. That they can, um, yeah, they can find me there as well, join their group, and um, um, there is uh, an event, a masterclass, you know, called a Dream Fulfillment um, uh, Masterclass uh, for Dreams, you know, like twenty twenty four. Uh, that is coming up uh, next weekend, uh, so, uh, and I'm doing it in collaboration with um, uh, with an NLP master. So, like, we take take two powerful, you know, methods, uh, neurographic and NLP, <laughs> together is going to be very powerful. And uh, I think we are going to repeat it. Uh, so, it's um, I uh, like those announcements are on uh, on Instagram. So it's uh, like you know. Um, there, there will be a schedule, you know, for master classes and are coming up. <laughs> That's so good. So you can see the importance of following Alessia because if you're not able to attend this event coming up, hopefully there'll be some more scheduled. So thank you so much. As you said, I'm going to drop all of the links into the show notes so people know how to find you easily and effortlessly. Again, Alessia, thank you so much for your time, for your attention, and for your energy today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Teresha, for having me over, like and inviting me. It's it's been amazing, you know, and uh, I really, really like you know to share that information with people because uh, I really want people to know about that method. And there, mm-hmm. there is you know an opportunity to, you know, to to grow, you know, to to heal, and you know, it's just uh, you know so something new to try and you know like I want people to know about that so like I'm really grateful to be to be a part of your or your podcast so it's been it's been amazing thank you. thank you it's been a wonderful share and for everybody who has listened to this wonderful conversation today I want to thank you for your time for your attention and for your energy and until the next episode take great care of yourself and others too Thank you so much for listening and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Now, make sure to check out the show notes in the description with all the important links and how to connect with and follow Teresha directly. If you are motivated and encouraged after listening to this, please follow and subscribe to this podcast. Hey, and whilst you're there, go ahead and leave a five-star rating and add a review. We would love to hear what aha moments there were for you. And you know that saying, sharing is caring. So tell your family and friends about this podcast too. So until next time, take great care of yourself and others too.